Find all your favorite movies and shows faster with Xfinity. Just speak into the X1 voice remote to search across live TV, on demand, even Netflix and Prime Video. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll enjoy Xfinity X1, which gives you access to your favorite streaming apps like Netflix, YouTube, and now Prime Video. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit the store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. I'm Justin Kenny of Optimum Performance Sports, here with D.C. Hendricks producing here till 7 o'clock, talking area high school basketball. Thank you, Marty Beasley. Carol Chargers joining us before the break to open the show. Talk some SAC basketball. I'm sure we'll talk a little more SAC basketball with our next guest as well as some other things. He is Mr. Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net. Dan, how are you? Doing good, man. How are you doing? Not bad. And uh, we were bringing you on the show during the break, and DC mentioned you guys are, are balling next Wednesday. Can we get details on that? Uh, it's it's an underground thing. We don't talk about it. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> it's like Fight Club. We'll, I got we'll you. see so what DC shows up with. Invite we'll only is what you're invite saying. Invite only. I've, I've yet to see it, so we'll, we'll see what he's got. All right. Well, we'll get all the, the full report next Wednesday. Hopefully, if one, one or both of you emerge alive, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> all right, Dan. Hey, we because I don't know who's going to produce your show if not. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> without Dan, without DC, there's no show. Really, let's be honest. Right? I mean, it'll be an hour of dead air, <laughs> and me probably cursing on air trying to push buttons. That's pretty Likely. much what will happen. Yeah, which which pretty much happens every Wednesday anyway. It's just luckily we're in a commercial break, but. Uh, uh, let's talk some some basketball. You've been all over the past week, just as you uh, always are. Even with the weather on Saturday, you were out Friday. You were out Monday. So as we bring you on, we always talk three things we learned over the past seven days. And why not? We'll do it again. Number one, what have we learned? The number one thing that you learned over the past week. Well, the fun thing about the weather, if there is anything, is that we got some really good basketball on Monday. Uh, I got a chance to go out to Decatur and watch Belmont and Norwell girls play. Uh, always an intense game, an intense rivalry. We talked about it last week, a uh, rivalry that had been one-sided uh, until Monday. And, and Belmont girls are just really, really good. For them to show up the way they did on Monday, to put Norwell away the way they did and fight and battle, it was a tough game. It was a physical game. Uh, I think that it, it was a well-refereed game. They let them get aggressive but not overly aggressive. We didn't see bad fouls. We didn't see bad calls. Uh, but they let them fight. They let them play. Uh, it was an enjoyable game to watch. Grace Hunter is just able to score at will and, and played really good. And, and I, I don't know what happened yesterday against Snyder. Obviously, I wasn't there. Uh, you'll get a chance to talk to, to Coach Heim about that. But uh, what I saw on Monday, this is a team that's very tough and uh, it's going to need to be. The sectional is right around the corner. It's a very tough sectional. Norwell's in it again. Uh, Bishop Lewer's in that sectional. Marion's in that sectional. Uh, a heritage team is playing good basketball right now. But this Belmont team right now has a chance to win 20 games for the first time in I don't know how long. And uh, they're really fun to watch. And you mentioned sectionals. Do we have a draw this week? Is it next week? When will we know sectional uh, draw for girls? So you're skipping ahead. That's going to be coming up later. But, yes, it is this Sunday. Oh, man. See, you didn't send your script over. I wouldn't read it anyway, but okay. We'll talk about that here a little bit. Uh, the second thing we learned over the past week. Well, we did crown some uh, champions in the NECC and ACAC in tournaments. Central Noble Girls, Westview Boys in the NECC on Friday, or sorry, Saturday. They actually did play. Not a lot of surprise there. Not a lot of surprise on Monday when Jay County Girls won. 
Uh, and, and maybe, I guess, a little bit of surprise that the Heritage boys won. I got a chance to see them Friday in the semifinal last week against Woodland. They're just a team that's so deep. They're going to be very hard to beat. Uh, still a long ACAC season to go. They're only 2-0 and in the ACAC, uh, so still four more games to go. But they're deep. You don't really know who's going to uh, perform at the highest level any given night. Uh, we saw it be Alec Burton in the final, had 20 points. In the semifinal, uh, it was kind of Cam Mitchell who came out uh, and played really well. Jaden Harris has had some games with 20-plus points. So there's such a deep, deep threat of a team that in the ACAC you don't see teams that can go seven guys deep and have all of those guys uh, contribute one way or another. So that Heritage team is going to be fun to watch. They were fun to watch on Friday against Woodland. It was a fantastic basketball game played by both teams. And, and then they came out and got down uh, 20-10, to 10, I believe, to Adam Central in the second quarter, and they only gave up 10 more points the rest of the way uh, to a flying Jets team that shoots the ball very well. He is Dan Vance outside the huddle.net joining us here on the OPS High School Coaches Show. All right, Dan, the third thing that you learned over the last week. Well, we learned that Snyder's going to have to hit a hard restart on uh, a lot of things in their season. We saw the start of that uh, yesterday against Canterbury, got behind, actually trailed at halftime, and then exploded for a 20-point win. And Dylan Duff and Michael Ely both had uh, 20-plus point games, got some big contributions. I think that was a team that uh, had to figure some things out after uh, three straight losses uh, with a pair to Homestead and a Northrop. I think the best thing for them was that they didn't have to play on Saturday after losing Friday night to Homestead. Uh, that Warsaw game got postponed for them, so got them some rest. Uh, probably got a practice in at some point on Saturday instead. And they had a chance to really restart things, uh, first with Canterbury in that big one Tuesday, and they'll play Concordia on Friday. Yeah, Dan, we mentioned after last Friday to be a, f- a fly on the wall in the locker room post game after that Homestead game. What about yesterday? Halftime at Canterbury, you're down at Canterbury. I mean, I can't imagine. I, I don't know what went on in that locker room. Whatever it did, it worked. They ended up winning by 22, come from behind victory. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of clicked for Snyder last night because they, they were on the cusp of really, really completely falling apart. Yeah, and no knock on Canterbury. It's a, and you and I have talked about they're a very good team, uh, probably a year away from their full potential, still pretty young with some young guards. I talked to Coach Jeremy Roush Snyder last night after the game, and he told me that he just really challenged them, and he was really impressed with how his team uh, answered that challenge at halftime, how well they responded. And that's what you need. You know, uh, you get on a losing streak in high school basketball, especially where there's so much parity like there is this year, and especially when you're a team that has so much expectation uh, and so much potential, and you start losing, it's hard to break out of that funk. So I think that the fact that they were able to respond, that their coach was impressed uh, and uplifted by how well they responded, says a lot about Snyder's ability going forward the rest of this year. And let's not forget, this is a team that doesn't graduate anybody. They're all back next year. So uh, as important as it is for them to respond for this year, it's equally important for them to respond for the future. Yeah, and Snyder will have Concordia at Concordia on Friday and then the rescheduled game against Warsaw on Saturday, weather permitting. All right, Dan, we went through the three things we learned, three things we expect to learn over the next week, number one. I think we're going to learn a lot about the Southside girls uh, heading into sectionals. They play at Penn on Saturday. Uh, Penn, one of the, I believe, four remaining undefeated girls teams in the state, uh, averaged 14 and a half steals a game. They're very, very good. It's going to be a very tough challenge for Southside. Um, again, weather permitting that we actually get to that game. But 
I think it's going to tell us a lot about Southside. They're full strength again. They had some injuries. Uh, Jazz Combs uh, got hurt during the SAC holiday tournament and sat out a couple games. Uh, some lingering stuff. They were beat up. They seem to be at full strength again. We know they're capable defensively. I think we're going to find out a lot about uh, the adversity they can play with and how they can play against uh, tough teams outside this area. This is a team that, with how well they played against Homestead the first two times, you're not going to say that it's a gimme game if they play against sectionals. Southside could pull an upset in that game, and if so, you would like to think uh, for them that they have a chance to uh, play at a better level outside of the area as well. Yeah, one thing with with Southside in the two times they've played Homestead is they've mastered the ability to not get blown out in the first quarter or even the first five minutes, which so many teams do. You know, it's twenty to two before you blink. But Southside has been able to keep that game close half the battle when you're playing Homestead. Don't get blown out in the first quarter. Stay in it. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and we've seen that when teams can do that, um, and, and not just here, but. Uh, North Central and Northwestern, who have beaten Homestead this year, that that's kind of the key. You got to stay in the game early. You got to play with Homestead early, weather the storm, uh, and maybe Homestead. I don't want to say they're not prepared for teams to weather the storm, but yeah, when you are used to jumping out so early, uh, might take you back a little bit, and then you get Homestead uh, as much on the ropes as you can get a team like that. Yeah, and I think Homestead, as good as they are they don't handle physical teams as well as they did maybe a couple years ago on that state run. This is a team that I think can get flustered and frustrated with teams that are physical, that put bodies on them and knock them around a little bit. And that's what Southside does. Yeah, absolutely. They're very a finesse team. Um, you have Solaire Starks, who is more aggressive. And the girls are getting more aggressive as the year goes on, as they've had to. Ayanna Patterson is going to have to be the most aggressive player on the court in coming years, uh, but that comes with time. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely more of a finesse team now, but I think they're getting better in the physicality department. Yeah, especially Ayanna Patterson. We've seen tr- improve tremendously over the course of the year around the basket and being able to finish in traffic, rebound, attack the basket, and those things. All right, Dan, the second thing that we hope to learn over the next week. I think we want, the, and you and I talked about this earlier, some clarity on who is the best boys player in the area, who would be your player of the year, uh, we talk all the time about the parity, uh, and it goes with players too. I think there's a, a handful of guys that are our front runners right now, and they all have some interesting games. Uh, we look at Luke Goody from Homestead and how good of a year he's had. Um, Jay County on Saturday, if it gets played, uh, will be a fun one and a test for him. They're a very big, very aggressive team, but also have some guards that can run around with him. Uh, Sidney Curry matching up maybe with Craig Young on Friday night uh, at Wayne with Darius Alexander down in the post. That's going to be an interesting matchup for Sidney Curry, and we'll get to see some things from him on Friday. Um, Caleb First, uh, maybe Lakewood Park Saturday. I think the interesting matchup is Monday. They have Chicago Orr, who's a very good team uh, and a tough team from out of the state to really test him. Uh, and, and then Charlie Yoder from Westview has been fantastic lately. He's going to get tested uh, with an aggressive Fairfield team on Friday that plays really good. Cordell Hofer uh, is a kid who can match Charlie's athleticism and his aggression. So it'll be a good test for some of those guys we consider uh, top-tier individual players. Yeah, that's a Fairfield team that beat Westview last year in the regular season. So we'll see if Troy Beachy and the Falcons can do it again here in 2019. All right, Dan, the third and hopefully not final thing that you hope to learn, but three of note things you expect to uh, find out over the next seven days. Well, we're going to have the girls draw on Sunday, so obviously we're going to get to know a little bit about the postseason and the matchups. 
I don't think we have anything that glares at me like last year, but it's one of those things, again, where you got to keep your fingers crossed. Let's hope that the draw doesn't give you the big game on a Tuesday at 6 o'clock in the evening. Um, last year we got it with, with Homestead and Southside, and we didn't really want it. Uh, don't really want that again. Uh, Norwell Belmont in 3A is something that we're hoping we're not going to see in the first round. Uh, it, it, it's that tough time of the year. It's always going to bring up the discussion. Should we seed uh, the postseason? How would you seed the postseason, which I think is a more relevant question. How would that even work and be possible? So we're going to find out a lot about that on on Sunday. And, and the draw is always interesting, and it always is kind of a, a fresh start. A fresh start of hope for teams that maybe underperformed in the regular season. Um, some fresh nerves for teams that know that they have a target on their back. And I always enjoy uh, sectional draw day. I think it's a lot of fun. All right, Dan, before we let you go, what can uh, people find? What can they expect here at OutsideTheHuddle.net? we got a lot of great stuff this weekend. We don't talk much about our power polls, but those come out every Tuesday uh, early in the morning, so before Tuesday uh, games. So you can check out those power polls that came out yesterday. Had a feature on kind of handicapping the top four teams in the SEC that really have a chance to contend uh, for a title here the rest of the way this year. Uh, a column about Grace Hunter, a little bit about that game on Monday uh, and her career at Belmont. And we have a new feature that just came out a few hours ago uh, on Brandon Durnell, former Homestead player. Uh, big standout for them. Had a huge shot last night uh, to beat St. Francis at the buzzer playing for Spring Arbor. So uh, we talked to Brandon a little bit and about what, how things are going for him at Spring Arbor and number eight ranked team in the country right now in NAIA Division Two. Dan, always a pleasure. We will catch up to you next Wednesday, my friend. Absolutely. Talk to you guys later. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.